Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad, Anul Polat. We are back, and if you're listening in your car, office, wherever you happen to be, this episode is a little bit different. It is the premiere of season three. Remember, before the hiatus, I told you, you know, we take these summer hiatuses, so we might as well break these uh, podcasts up into seasons, and that's what's happened but now we are back. So I hope you enjoyed the last episode. Took a little geek week break down into uh, Harry Potter land. I hope you enjoyed that one. But now we are back, back with travel, back with tech. It is the tech season is coming back and there is just a lot going on. I myself have done some travels. I am doing some more travels. So now that, you know, travel is more and more possible, I'm going to talk a little bit about the travels that I've done recently, give you an update on that, and then talk about what's coming up for the rest of the year. And since we have a live stream going on right now on YouTube, maybe take some Q&A, depending on, uh, depending on uh, what questions you might have. So if you're watching this, this is kind of the live version of the podcast. We don't usually do a live version, uh, but I figured, hey, it's been a while, back from hiatus. The last episode was out in June, maybe? And then aside from Geek Week, um, it's been uh, it's been pretty quiet. But things are ramping up now. Um, you know, the week the week before Labor Day in the U.S. is kind of the slowest time of the year for Fox Nomad stuff. And then the week after, it just hits into full gear, and we are right now into full gear. So let me uh, let me pull up my notes here. Um, oh, and yes, there is a giveaway. So if you're watching the live stream, there is a giveaway. Just leave a comment, and I'll. You know what? I'll 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 uh, I'll take the best comment maybe and uh, I'll send you some merch so you can check out if you want a Fox Nomad shirt or jacket or whatever you want. I will ship that out to you. And if you are listening, thank you very much for listening to the Fox Nomad podcast and being a subscriber on Apple, Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much. The first person who is listening to the podcast will email me at podcast at foxnomad.com. First person Pick what you want from the store and it shall be yours. I will send send one out to you. Uh, and I've got a lot of other giveaways planned between now and the rest of the year. It's going to be pretty busy with giveaways. So now as we roll into this first episode of Season 3, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, I like to usually recap some of the travel news, travel stories that are going on. But it's been a while, so I'd like to catch you up on what it's like traveling right now. So I did recently travel i was in in pakistan so i had some some travels there i wanted to talk about what it's like traveling which was my first real trip you know since covid it was my first real trip and what that has been like um and why it's why it's more of a pain than i was expecting to be honest um and then an upcoming trip i have to probably the more the northernmost place that i have ever traveled to so let me just, sorry for you, those of you listening, this was annoying. So I'm just checking the time on the live stream. There we go. Make sure, make sure I'm not talking too much. All right. So let's talk about traveling internationally on a plane 2021 pandemic. So um, let's talk about what this entire journey was like, because it was just more difficult and different than any other trip I had had to take. So there are two videos up from Pakistan. If you've watched the first one, you know that I showed up at the airport 
to get on my flight and I didn't have the PCR test done because I'm an idiot. There's no other reason. I just should. Yep. Didn't, didn't know, didn't, didn't, you know, didn't research it as thoroughly as possible. So here I am at the airport pretty early, you know, I figured, all right, I never show up early at the airport, but these are unprecedented times. So I'll show up early. So I get to the airport like three hours early. I get in this crazy long line. I mean, the line was insane. It was so long. So I get in the line. I'm in the line and I get to the lady. Finally, I've got about, I've got about two hours to go, maybe two and a half hours to go. And she says, Hey, you know, where's your uh, PCR test? And I'm like, my what? (laughs) She must've looked at me. She's like, you cannot fly without that. And I was like, Oh boy, yes, this flight's not happening today. And she was like, no, 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 no. She was like, look, here's a place we can get tested. Just hop in an Uber, drive. It's like 20 minutes away. They'll give you your test results and email you. Tell them to email you so that way when you're on the way back, you'll get your results and then you can fly. So I go ahead and I do that. I, I'm at the airport now with like two hours and 20 minutes to go before the flight like takes off. So I grab all my luggage I get in an Uber, I go to this, you know, clinic, it's it's night too, it's like 10 p.m., so I show up, really nice uh, nurses there, really nice people, I said, oh, where are you going? Oh, yeah, when are you going? I'm like, yeah, in like two hours maybe, and they're like, okay, so I had to pay $200 for this COVID test, uh, and it was the first time, it was like kind of, I was like, oh, my first time, How I wonder how this is going to be, I have a a swab up your nose. And uh, let me tell you, the first one wasn't too bad, but I it, it really depends on who's swabbing, who's swabbing your nose. But anyway, so I get that done. Tell them, can you please email me? They're like, yeah. So I go downstairs to this clinic, um, hoping that I don't have COVID. I mean, just assuming. And then I do that, call my Uber. I get into an Uber and this guy, man, I don't know what, I mean, he drove as fast. I didn't even tell him what the situation was, but he was driving like a, like a maniac. It was probably good preparation for, you know, driving in some cabs in Pakistan. So uh, maybe maybe it wasn't so bad, but uh, he was driving like a maniac. It actually worked out. So I get to the airport, the check-in line. There's like two or three other people who were in the same situation as I was who did not have their tests. Um, so I get to the line. I'm like, hey, look. Uh, look at my email and I'm like oh I don't have COVID that's awesome I can fly they're like no 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 you're not done yet you then need to get this uh, pass track so Pakistan is surprisingly organized when it comes to COVID and COVID tracking so you have to fill out this thing called a pass track it's through their health ministry and basically what you do is you fill out your flight details where you're coming from and then your test results you upload all of that stuff and you have to have this before you get on the flight. So before you get on the flight, you have to show it um, to the staff and they'll let you on the flight. So the site was broken at the time, took me a couple of attempts, but finally got it working. So then I got that. Great. I have now, we're talking like probably an maybe an hour, maybe 50 minutes before the flight. So I check in my bags right when they close. They took my bag, they closed the check-in. Then basically, like I hop in the little shuttle that takes you to the gate with the staff, like basically with the staff at the check-in. You know how you always check in and then you see the staff, you know, they take your ticket at the gate. It was basically, I was just like going with them. 
And uh, so I get on this flight and then I'm, I'm good to go. You know, I'm masked up. Um, it was Turkish Airlines. So they give you like the mask and the hygiene kit. And they give you all these things. And uh, so, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, you know, people kind of got lazy with the mask. You know, like you start to see when they turn the lights off and it's time after the meal and people start going to sleep. You know, people start pulling the mask down like under their nose and taking the mask off completely. The guy next to me just didn't have his mask on at all. And I was like, I think I think you should put your mask on. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he would just put it like halfway across his mouth. And um, it was just kind of a pain. But I arrive. So I arrive, I land. And I'm like, oh, cool. I am now here. I'm now in Islamabad ready for this several weeks, this big trip. And uh, they start taking people. They don't really tell you what's going on, but there's an immediate rapid COVID test when you show up. So you just get off this long flight, you show up, and then there's a COVID test waiting for you right there. So they grab everybody, put everybody in groups of about 10 people on a flight that was full of probably like 200 people. You take a number from a little kiosk, and then in your, when they call your group number in 10, my group number never came up, by the way. So they just ended up putting me in another group. Don't know what happened. There was like every group was like going by tens. And then there was like me, like 153. And I was like, what? Anyway, so you get in and then you get in these groups and then they rapid test you. So they stick the thing up your nose again. They check you again for COVID. Now, I don't know what would have happened if any of us had tested positive for COVID. I don't know what the situation what the procedure is there at that time is like mandatory quarantine. What did they do? Because another thing came up. So they put people in the groups. And what happens is after there are enough people in these groups, it's really crowded, right? So it's really crowded. And people are standing around waiting for the results. And what happens is people just mix. And then the tests, which are on these big desk, which have all these tests, are also all kind of mixed up. So all the tests are kind of mixed up. And you're like, wait a minute, um, how are they going to find out whose test is whose? Because there's no number or name. It's just by the group. And now the groups are all kind of mixed up. Um, but you wait about 15 minutes, and then they just kind of wave everybody in. So nobody had COVID on my flight, which is good, because we just had gotten all tested about, you know, within a couple days before, which was nice. But it was a little bit anxiety-inducing, I think, I think you just show up in a in a foreign country and then you've got to deal with their medical system right away. Wherever you are in the world, it's not it's just not fun. It's it doesn't make you feel great about Yeah, it just it just you just sort of feel like you're doing something wrong by traveling. I I, I don't know, maybe that was just me. I I didn't quite, you know, I didn't really enjoy that part of the experience. So you you show up and uh it's like you know, you got to deal with that. And I was like, oh my God, like this is going to be, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to show up and it's going to be all this stuff. And then it's pretty much regular life. So I, I arrived, then I got to my hotel. Everybody had their masks on to greet me. <laughs> then I realized that people in the hotel weren't really mask, wearing masks after that. I think it was just, just like kind of a little show. Um, and then throughout the cities and the places I traveled in Pakistan, it was, it was pretty much you know, some people taking it serious and some people not, and not a lot of masks and whatever, you know, it's pretty, I feel like that's pretty standard all over the world. And, um, you know, so, um, but that was the experience and that was what that was like. 
Now, when you leave the country, it's basically the same thing. So you, you have to get a PCR test, and there's a couple of big centers that work with the airlines or they're connected with the airlines so that they kind of know the regulation because every airline has a different set of policies and documents they require. And then not only the airlines have that, but it depends on where you're going. So uh, given that my next upcoming trip is to Alaska, I had to get the uh, the, the the plans there uh, to get, get the re- required things and you have to fill out a bunch of forms and stuff. And if you're flying through the UK, by the way, you have to get forms even if you're just transiting. So you have to fill out these health forms and stuff, and you have to do that before you check in. All in all, as somebody who hates paperwork, it was more of a pain. Um, But having gone through it now, I realize it's just how the process works. So it is kind of unnerving to have people sticking stuff up your nose right when you get off the plane, I guess. But uh, it's not really a a big deal. Um, And if you've never had the nose swab thing... It really depends on who's doing it because the test I had leaving that guy jammed that thing like right up into my brain and it was it was not fun and uh it, both nostrils like oh my god it was not, it was like just relax I was like I can't this thing is like gonna come out of the back of my throat um but anyway so that was that so that was what it was like actually physically going from one place to another If you're traveling internationally, so I had a different set of plans where I was going to sort of link up these different countries sort of one by one in this short plan. And and if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, kind of mentioned it, but it became to me a little bit less feasible to do it that way because you lose a day testing. You lose two days testing when you're in a place before you go. And then when you leave, so you're gonna, it's going to take up your day to get that test you know, wait, there's a bunch of other people want the test and all. So I change it up and yeah, I'm going to Alaska right at the end of the, apparently right when everything is closing. So like everything is closing this week and next week in Alaska, but I've always wanted to go there. I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to go there. Like it's remote. It's easily, well, it's easier to access than a lot of countries I'm going to go up there. I'm really excited about that. But in the meantime, I've got a whole bunch of videos on YouTube coming up about Pakistan, about my trip. And uh, I hope you'll you'll check those out. And then, uh, yeah, so after this, I want to talk a little bit about traveling in Pakistan, some of the things that I did. And then uh, after that, we'll talk a little bit about Alaska. All right, so just checking out the comments. Hello, I see you. Hi, nice to hear from you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about traveling in Pakistan. What was that like? So it was my second trip there. And I feel like every time when, you know, you visit a place for the second time, you get a lot of the stuff, the annoying stuff out of the way, the things you have to figure out, like the logistical things, like figuring out, you know, um, like how to get a cab, how to get around, what are people like, what is the city like, what are the safe parts, all that kind of stuff. You really just figure that out in the first time and you lose some of the ability to, like for me, someone who's filming in these places, when you're there, figuring that stuff out takes time from the actual traveling and stuff you want to do. Um, you know, so really there's that learning curve that you have to go through. 
and then you get to actually do the cool stuff you want to do. But on the second time you go to a place, and I, I'm starting to appreciate this more and more that I go to places uh, multiple times, which seems to happen a lot more now than it did in the beginning when I started traveling, is that you don't really have to deal with that. Like I showed in Pakistan, aside from the COVID stuff, I was like, I know how this place works. You know, I know Islamabad. I know how it works. I know Lahore. I know how it works. I know how the buses work. I know how to get around. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Like I even know like our, the grocery stores here, they want to do this and do that. And so this time I really got to enjoy it a lot more uh, on a level than I didn't get to do on the first time. And that's really just because, you know, getting the logistics out of the way, like I said. And uh, I really got to see a lot of the foodie scene. And you'll see that in the videos coming up that Islamabad is a city that everyone says is boring. And I, I think at face value, you can make an argument that it is not a very interesting place. You know, in terms of, I think if you're going like for the exotic feel of Pakistan, which, which is definitely very exotic, a lot of places like that, Islamabad feels very just sort of mundane. You know, it's a planned city, it's grid, gridded. Um, it's got these wide spacious uh, sidewalks and streets it's clean it's orderly and most of the people who are there are 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 basically you know they're, they're coming there for work and there's a lot of work there and so on and so when you go there you you know at face value it doesn't seem very interesting but the food scene there is very diverse actually like it's a burger city you know there's just burgers everywhere both both the people and the food, there's the hamburgers everywhere. But there's also this kind of growing ethnic food scene, ethnic meaning places outside of Pakistan. There are a lot of people who have lived abroad. A lot, I met a lot of chefs there who have lived abroad, who have seen how food is done abroad and gotten inspired to bring that food to Pakistan. And I think from what I'm told is Islamabad seems like the best city to be able to do that. So that's the city where you have people who have been exposed to a lot of different flavors and cultures and who have traveled and all these, it's, it's cosmopolitan. So they can bring in these new flavors and recipes and foods and really bring that to the city and they know they're going to have an audience for it. And because up until now, it's a lot of fast food joints, a lot of burger places, good burgers, you know, good, there's a good variety there, but now it's like taking it up to the next level. And that next level is essentially um, there, there's. I, I went to a place that's making like in and out style burgers in Islamabad. It's just like I, I can't wait to share that with you. The, the chef is like passionate, passionate about making burgers and making really good burgers. Um, it was a fantastic experience. We have. I was at a. I met the uh, owner of Dokamoka, which if, for those of you who've been to Islamabad, you probably know it. So uh, they're starting to make more health foods, which is sorely lacking, especially in the fast food, in the just eating out scene in, in Pakistan. So they're starting to bring health foods and juices. So there's this really interesting effect that's happening there. And I also had really good Neapolitan pizza. I'll get way into that in an upcoming video, but there's a lot of things that are happening there. And I feel like it's right at the beginning. Like I called Pakistan before 
when I went the first time, a country on the cusp. In other words, the cusp of tourism. And I feel like Islamabad is on the cusp of a really big foodie, sort of a, a, a foodie, um, you know, explosion. There's a lot of interesting things happening there, especially in the food scene. So that was fantastic. That was really enjoyable. I got to eat a lot of different things. And I got to meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of people both that I had met the first time and people came up to me and talked with me. And it was just, again, a very, very, very nice experience. Even though I feel like COVID kind of pe- keeps people at a distance, um, there was still that warmness, that friendliness. And uh, it was just nice to be back. But um, where I really had a lot of fun was was in Lahore. And arriving there, it was just like the people I met there and, and you'll, you'll meet them in the, in the videos that are coming up, but the people I met there were just so fantastic, just like the people I met across the country. But I've really got to see, you know, I have, when I go to a place, I have like a general itinerary of the things I want to do. And I plan it out usually by the day so I can make sure that I get all the places I want to see and all the places I want to film. I want to make sure I get all that in the time I have. So I have a pretty structured plan when it comes to that with some flexibility, but I ran into so many locals that that plan changed and it changed for the better. I had the best meal I think I've had in Pakistan this last trip. And I, I am sad that it was in my last day in the city and I didn't get to have it again, but it is a dish and it is a taste that will stay with me. And I look forward to trying it again uh, on my on a subsequent visit, but uh, it was a chickpea dish that was probably the best thing I've ever had. Very simple, very tasty, great dish. Local recommendation. Got to enjoy it with some people from the city, which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like this time, you know, I, I got to really enjoy the country more that, than I did the first time because you know, there were certain things that I knew. I knew people would come up to me and talk to me and I, my guard was adjusted. So, you know, the first time when you're in a place, people come up to you and talk to you and they just, they're offering you things, you know, that's not normal in big cities. I mean, that happened in Lahore, which has a population of 14 million. Like, you know, that's, New York is like, what, 20 million. But that those kind of things don't really happen. But when you expect them, you can kind of allow them to happen more. You can talk to more people and meet more people. And so I got to do that on this trip. I really enjoyed it. I think the last time I was traveling around, I didn't appreciate Lahore as much as I did the second time. So uh, probably one of the better places in the world to travel. I think it's, I would almost say like, that's just a must-see visit must-see city in the world there's so many hit like i was just walking around one of the markets and i just ran into this mosque that was like from the 1600s just right in the middle just nothing fancy on the outside very local but you go inside and you can just sort of see the 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 painting on the walls and, and and the structure that was just clearly very old not restored or anything just kind of in its original state and it was really unique and uh, just walking in the market you know there aren't especially now. I mean, there aren't many people traveling there, not many foreigners. So it's just really cool to like go and just talk to all the shop owners, hear what they had to say, just sort of talk about daily life. It was really fun. Like you kind of felt felt like a local. So um, I'll share all those exact spots, like I said, coming up uh, with you. 
but uh it was it was really a nice time uh sort of on this second trip and uh made me appreciate it obviously you you know there are certain uncertainties i think about the tourism industry there now because of covid and just the political situation in the region i think that's really going to negatively impact uh the traveling you can do in pakistan i think it's going to hurt tourism more than it's already been hurt which is a shame because the country has done a lot to promote tourism they've then they've made it easier to get visas so you can get e visas now um they've sort of made it really easy for foreigners to come and visit but at the same time there are these things that are working against it now and uh, it'll be interesting to see where where it all goes i'm glad i got to visit when i did it was pretty hot don't recommend august it was really hot but uh, a great a great trip i'm so excited to share just all the all the things i got to do because it was a pretty uh unique experience for me one one of the trips that that i will just uh i i i'll look back fondly on and i uh, hope to have more all right so let's talk a little bit about alaska why i'm going to alaska there's no real good reason you know i was looking at other places to go countries were opening and shutting down and i was like you know what just let me yeah i don't know how alaska came up i think actually it was a post from a from a fellow travel blogger and i i i think it it's um i i remember the post now it's a runaway juno so travel blogger i've known for a long time and she had posted i think she lives in alaska now she had posted some pictures from there and i was like you know i've always wanted to go to alaska it's like always the place i wanted to go and i was like i'm gonna do it now so the next podcast you hear will be from somewhere in alaska i don't quite know where i'm still putting the those plans together to figure out where in the state i'm gonna go but i'm looking forward to it if you have any recommendations let me know um it's 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 like you know i didn't think it would be as cold and things would shut down like in the middle of september but apparently they do so it's been kind of like a whack-a-mole of trying to find places that are open and things to do but nature is always there fall the leaves apparently are very nice and there's a lot of outdoor things to do um so i'm i'm getting ready to head up to the to the snow <laughs> so we went from 40 degrees celsius in lahore to the to the arctic circle yes i will be in the arctic circle and then after that a couple more trips planned throughout the rest of the year um but while while i have a few questions here let's see what do you have to say about pakistan's racial diversity um i don't really have anything i don't know if i can add anything to that um i don't know i can talk about the food diversity a lot of food diversity um racial diversity i don't i don't really have a good i don't have an informed opinion on that but uh there's definitely a lot more diversity there than than you might expect at face value there's definitely a lot of diversity in between the cities um the cities are very different from each other the cultures and the foods also very very widely the people very widely so there there's there's a lot of variation um in the country uh let's see i'm going to look up some other questions that i've gotten someone asked me why are you going to the arctic circle i don't know i like cold places i like uh remote cold places and then during a pandemic it seems like a good place to go there were a few other countries in those remote places that I don't think I can get to because of travel restrictions so 
it's it's going to be Alaska. So I'm looking forward to that. If you've been there, I would love your food recommendations, what to eat. I have a couple of things on my list. Some things are closed, some things are not. But if you if you have any ideas, uh, let me know. Um, and then looking ahead to this season three of the podcast, the guest list that we have is you're going to just, you're going to love it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we have some great guests, all going to help you travel smarter. Um, I can't give any, if I just mention one word, you're going to, you're going to get, uh, give away a couple of things. We have guests coming up, we've got the usual, we've got travel and tech coming up that season. Um, we've got giveaways. So if you're watching the live stream now, or you're listening to this in your car office, if you want to win, just get a piece of merch, just get a shirt or a jacket or any other Fox Nomad, a mug, whatever you want. Just uh, be the first person to email me at podcast. Email me yeah, at podcast at foxnomad.com. So if you just email me there. And if you're in the live stream, leave me a comment down on the, in, the, in the comments and I'll send you something out. Um, but that's it. That, this is a, a pretty short first episode. I just wanted to catch you up on everything, catch you up on some of the travels I did, what it's like traveling. It is, in short, it is a pain in the butt to travel these days. But once you're there, it's, it's, I see why we want to do this. It kind of made me realize, like, you know, I, I was a little bit worried that when I arrived, I'd be like, you know what? I just hate traveling now. I just don't want to do it. It's not worth it. But when you arrive, it is worth, you know, it is worth it. And I think that's why we've been missing it so much. And I don't feel like the media in general, gives travel and tourism enough credit for the impact that it can have on the world, on on both economies, so there's definitely a lot of places hurting economically, but there's also this connection that being able to go to all these different places creates for us. Um, and I, I, I think the world is a lot more isolated when we don't have mass tourism. Yeah, I'm kind of falling on the side of tourists now, but I feel like there are a lot of benefits to, to the world, I, I think, and we're, we're seeing that in a lot of different ways. So, um, you know, I think there's a importance to people traveling. Um, and I think the fact that people want to travel so badly just shows you how vital it is to us and how much we're willing to put up with to go. So uh, did you attend any rave parties since you were in Islamabad? Rave party? I can't, can't say I attended any... <laughs> Any raves? Nah, the raves weren't on my list. Um, did I miss a good party? Probably, you know what? It's probably not a good idea. It's corona times, probably not a good idea to go to a rave. But uh, I didn't. I didn't know they had any. Yeah. So anyway, just got a question. I gotta say, podcasting with the live stream going is is a lot more difficult than I expected. But I want to thank all of you um, for listening to the podcast, for subscribing. Um, we have hit in the last year Apple's top 50 in tech on Apple Podcasts multiple times. And that's all because of your support. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you all of you for your support of the podcast. And thanks for uh, just, you know, listening and leaving your reviews and just supporting because all, all of this happens because of you guys. I'm really looking forward to the episodes that are coming up. Really look forward to sharing some of the videos with you as well. Thank you again for listening. We're going to wrap this up right now and uh, wrap up the live stream. 
But thank you again. Have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you in the next episode.